The value in all things new. Cody and I discussed how adding a rookie head coach and quarterback is a sign of a breath of fresh air for this franchise. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own Houston Rockets, Houston, Texas credential media member, Cody Davis. And we want to shout out our everydayers from the Himalayas. Y'all know hmm. what it is. It's Friday. And without y'all, we wouldn't have no show to do in the first place. So thank you for checking us out. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Megaphone, Spotify as well. <clears throat> For today's show, Cody, it's one of those, uh, y'all remember, I used to say this all the time, <laughs> while we are in the slow grind news part of the offseason, at least until uh, next week's uh, OTAs, we're trying to get creative. By the way, OTAs are next week. Uh, that's going to be fun. We'll be able to bring more from OTAs mm-hmm. and bring and, it to the Locked on Texas podcast. And we're going to get an opportunity to hear from CJ Stroud as well. Who? And take deal. Who? Who? <laughs> oh, the 713. The 713. Oh, no, that's going to be great. Listen, I think everybody right now is anticipating just hearing from the eventual um, franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. They get it, did not get an opportunity to do so during the rookie OTAs, but next week he will be taking the stand. I think that's going to be great. I'm anticipating whatever questions are thrown at him and, and his responses. Um, hopefully no C2, S2 questions come up. Nobody cares uh, about that. I don't think so. That, that's that's done and over with. It's over with. <laughs> uh, but while we're trying to figure out you know, the fun way – uh, a way that we can be creative and fun during an off season that we've pretty much talked about everything until this point, everything that matters. It hit me that we need to look at the angle of how the freshness of a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator and a rookie quarterback could mean for this franchise. That's kind of been stanky the last couple of seasons. You know, it's been the ups and downs. It's been the vet and Tyrod Taylor. It's been the vet. And Kyle Allen has been the vet and Jeff Driscoll has been the third round quarterback in Davis Mills. It's been the outdated and older coach, no disrespect, in Lovey Smith. There's been a rookie coach with head coach and David Cully, but yeah, how much of that was actually going to be uh, laid down for a real foundation? So when looking at a couple of things, when discussing the combination of, of newness and what this can mean for this franchise, since 2000, there's been a there's been 13 combinations of rookie head coaches and first round rookie quarterbacks. The combined previous records of those teams before the rookie coach and rookie head and rookie coach and rookie quarterback 55 and 153. The combined first year win differential for those teams, winning records for those teams, 85. 124 with four of those teams earning winning records and a couple of those teams making it to the playoffs. When I think about how this correlates to the success of this franchise here in Houston, 
for the current season, I absolutely believe that this team will win more than three games. That's number one. Uh, but I also think that adding a rookie offensive coordinator and Bobby Slork, who you have a relationship with, and with D'Amico Ryan's looking at their relationship from the 49er days, you eliminate, you start at least to eliminate those losing habits, bringing in guys that has had recent success on the offensive side of the ball. Additionally, bringing in a freshness, bringing a freshness of winning football and modern football as well. So even with the addition of the defensive-minded head coach, D'Amico Ryans, <clears throat> I think that Ryans brings in a coach and a coaching staff where he's not handcuffed and he won't handcuff his coaches. That's something that has been a point of discussion the past couple of seasons. How much have David Cully was handcuffed during his tenure here in Houston? How much was Lovey Smith kind of handcuffing some of the suggestions that he was getting maybe from the players and coaches on things that they could do differently to win some of those ball games. I don't think handcuffing will be an issue here. I think maybe a leash in order to allow Bobby Slowick an opportunity to grow into that role, right? They, they got Shane Day, Bill Lazor, two guys that I really think highly of on this coaching staff. And I do think that when we look at Bobby Slowick, there's going to be somewhat of a shorter lease least, excuse me, but I think Ryan's will allow minds to be creative within the offense and finding playmakers across the board offensively. So when I look at the newness and the freshness of having a rookie as a head coach, as your quarterback, as an offensive coordinator, I think this is the perfect time for those three minds, along with everybody else, but those three minds to get together, to build right now, right? Like, there's no doubt D'Amico's going to be here. There's no doubt for at least the next four years, we've seen crazier things happen. CJ Stroud's going to be here. <laughs> and until Bobby Sloyd plays his way, coaches his way into the head coaching buzz, there's no doubt he's going to be here. Let's look at the past couple of seasons. There was doubt David Cully was going to be here. There was doubt that <clears throat> Tim Kelly was going to be brought back for another season. There was doubt in Lovey Smith. There was doubt in Pep Hamilton. That's not here. So when there's no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, I think the lack of doubt brings in uh, – uh, uh, how can I put this? It brings in more faith in one another because you know at the very least, I'm going to see you next week. I'm going to see you the next day. I'm going to see you at the next practice. I'm going to see you at the next game. I'm going to see you next year. So what are the ways we can continuously get better with each other? And so I think that's the biggest difference when I look at the past couple of seasons compared to now with all rookies across the board, head coaching, offensive coordinator, and quarterback. No doubt more faith equals more stability. John, when you when you talk about these three guys, the head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, um, it's just also just going to make football with the Houston Texans watchable again. Because if we being real, there was several times over the last two seasons, possibly three seasons, to where the product on the field just looked so bad it was hard to watch. Over the last two seasons, the Houston Texans only scored an average of 16.5 points per game. Um, there was eight games where they went without a touchdown, and there was at least two games where they did not score at all. Of course, one of those games was the game against the Buffalo Bills, where they lost 40 to nothing, um, and that came in week four of the 2021 campaign. 
Um, and of course, that was under David Cully's tenure. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, better quarterback. I don't think that we're going to be sitting here talking about the same struggles that we talked about over the last two seasons, the inabilities of a quarterback, how much the offense cannot move the ball outside of the running. In some occasions, depending on what version of Damian Pierce you got, and in the last four games, whether or not Damian Pierce was healthy, you there was times where you couldn't rely on a run. Like Everything that we have been talking about, I don't think it's going to happen here again. There is uh, one guy. Because I will say that I do think that in the 17 game stretch, uh, with a lot of rookies, whether that's at the coaching level or player level, there's going to be some type of inconsistencies. I just want to. No, no. And I'm glad that you said that. But. It's not going to be like the last two years, John. There were several times where we came on this show and said, if we we could copy and paste an analysis that we did from a past game of how they lost and just put it in this game, and it's the same exact thing. I don't think we're going to get that version. Plus, as you just mentioned, because you don't have those doubts, you're going to give somebody like like Coach D'Amico Ryan's, uh, Bobby Sloyd, his first time as the full offensive coordinator, of course, rookie quarterback and C.J. Stroud, you're going to give them an opportunity to go out there and make mistakes. However, we don't want to see those guys continuously making the same mistakes like we have seen over the last two seasons. John, there's another guy I would like to add to this, and that's quarterback coach Gerard Johnson. Oh, once man. again, yes. this is <laughs> young, yes. once again, this is a young man in Johnson who went to Minnesota and actually helped Kirk Cousins have one of the best seasons of his career. When you add in that C.J. Stroud is going to have an opportunity to learn from Bobby Sloat. Once again, like I've been saying since February, Bobby Sloat was given a lot of credit of, of the success that we saw San Fran had with Brock Purdy. You add him in alongside with Johnson, you're definitely going to get better play from CJ, and not only that, most importantly, because he's a rookie, you're going to have more faith in his development as well. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need to try out Built Bar, one of the best-tasting protein bars on the market, covered in 100% real chocolate. Not only that, boy, do they got some flavors for you to choose from. The churro, the peanut butter brownie, the cookies and cream. But on top of that, you know why you should check out Built Bar? Only, only. Only, only, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can run into your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you're out running errands to pick up a specialty, uh, to pick up a, a 14 or a 13 bar box, or you can still order your specialty flavors right now at Built.com. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Very good conversation, right? I kind of want to bring it back just a little bit because I want to look at the newness of D'Amico Ryan's on the defensive side of the ball. But again, D'Amico, he's new. Uh, CJ Stroud, rookie. Bobby Sloyd, rookie. Tank Dale, rookie. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson. Who? Hutchinson, rookie. Hutchinson, rookie. When I look at the top three, I, I think that, you know, we mentioned the building process of the foundation. And I want to put emphasis on, I'm saying building, not rebuilding. I think the foundation is here now for Houston. But with that building process, Cody, you mentioned, you know, Gerard Johnson talked about Bobby Sloick, the freshness and newness of CJ Stroud, right? And, and he's a guy that we're going to hear from next week. But 
really quick, man. There was a bad taste left in the mouths of the fan base from the last franchise quarterback. And then you go through quarterback hell purgatory where like you was not bad enough. We didn't have no first round picks to go get Trevor Lawrence. Um, so you, you couldn't make that happen because of how Bill, Bill O'Brien mortgaged everything. But then you, you come in year two under Davis Mills and you have some type of expectations. And boy, did he not meet any of them. <laughs> and so you're watching a lot of bad football. With 17 games in the NFL, there's a short window of enjoying your team. And in 17 games... Houston only won three with a tie on one of those games. A lot of bad football play coming from the quarterback position. So you look at C.J. Stroud, who was a Heisman finalist, finalist a couple of seasons ago, right? Everybody's, you know, when you watch him play, you see the accuracy. You see how he can command a, you know, NFL, I mean, college field, and you hope that that translates over. But the newness of him is just a guy that as a rookie, you get your rookie quarterback, got some swag mm-hmm. to him. That helps out this offense. There was no swag at the quarterback position. Like <laughs> Tyrod Taylor had it for the first game when they came out and won a couple of seasons ago. And even in their first half against Cleveland, there was some swag mm. there. But that for the past two seasons, you know, mainly the quarterback position has, has been swagless and it's kind of been like a, you know, kind of business casual type of feel. Like, yeah, I'm cool, <laughs> but I got to tie on with some jeans type of deal. But I want to look at the newness and freshness of uh, D'Amico Ryans, who talked about his presence on the field, but I want to look at his impact off the field with the front office and the newness of real trust between coach and general manager. Ladies and gentlemen, Cody, I would love to highlight what his presence would mean for Will Anderson, but I have a question. Are we talking about Will Anderson as a Houston Texan if D'Amico Ryans isn't here? I don't think so. So that's his impact. And I like that when you look at his arrival, the swarm defense, everybody playing together, putting guys in situations where they can make plays, whether that's on the offensive side of the ball and building up that staff to replicate and reflect what you're saying. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you are the DC, the development coach and the defensive coordinator, right? Going out there and getting the guys that you want through the draft and in free agency. Him working with the front office, him strictly working with Nick Casario. Guys, when was the last time a head coach and a general manager did that in Houston? (laughs) And when I ask you that, there was tension around trading up for Deshaun Watson in 2017. So, again, boom, I ask you. When I ask you that, remember the rumors that Bill O'Brien was working against Brian Gain to get him out the paint. When I ask you that, when we hear last year where there's differences in philosophies at the press conference, the introductory press conference between Levy Smith and Nick Casario, when I ask you that, when was the last time you could sit back and say, hmm, I think those guys are actually going to pair and work together very well. That is what the newness <laughs> and the freshness of D'Amico Ryan's is, ladies and gentlemen. And he actually bought Stability <laughs> back to this organization and credibility, John. And you, you know, know what you else you mentioned? Bring? A great playlist. 
I love old school <laughs> music. But Lovey Smith, them boys are 22, 23, 24 hey, years look, old, man. Look, you know me. only Jerry Hughes out there that's going to recognize what you was playing. Hey, you you know me. I ain't going to lie. I love hearing the Temptations at training camp. You okay, know Cody, me. how old are you? I, I'm, I'm 30. I'll be 31, 31 in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. Derek Stilley <laughs> Jr. was, what, 22 last year? Yeah. Coming out of Louisiana? Yeah. It's a parade in this city every day. <laughs> Stingley, he from the age. Come on now, like, <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Hey, look, like I say, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I enjoyed it. You know, hearing Jack, look, hearing Jackson Bob at, at training camp, I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie, I was standing up. Bob, like, hey, live off the wall. They don't hey, want that. Hey, well, you know, Come if you don't want to live off the wall, then you, you just bad, I guess. Whatever the case might be. But back to the conversation. Um, you know, John, I think that is where you definitely going to get more excited about what the what Coach D'Amico Ryan and his newness is going to bring, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball. Because this is a defense that gave up an average of 25 and a half points per game over the last two seasons. And majority of their defensive struggles came. By stopping the run. They gave up an average of 156 yards over the last two years. And, John, it goes back to what I was talking about in the first segment, that the newness that we are seeing from the Houston Texans, and I'm keeping it strictly on football because everybody already know how much I've preached about the newness of not having the clown show, the circus, the shenanigans, John, since you want to make fun of me of how old I am. Um of the shenanigans of the sideshow having a dark cloud over the franchise. Like everybody already know that, but just having watchable football back in the city of Houston with coach D'Amico Ryan's and yeah, I understand there's going to be moments throughout his tenure as a rookie head coach. Hopefully, you know, he can be the head coach that can bring sustainable success to this organization. I understand that there's going to be moments where you have a great player who's just going to go God mode and just tell you what. However, you're not going to have somebody like Derrick Henry who rushed for over 200 yards, not one, not two, not three, but about four or five consecutive games. You're not going to get that with. D'Amico Ryan's as your head coach, but not only as your head coach, your defensive coordinator. And two, and most importantly, we can say so much about Coach D'Amico Ryan's on the offensive side of the ball. I do believe that is definitely going to be Bobby Sloyd. But on defense, Derek Stingley Jr. You don't Let's think he's been things. keeping tab and keeping notes of how people have already written him off? Because think about it. Ridiculous not thing. only, not only was he coming off a season to where that was his first real season playing real football, because the season before that, his last year at LSU, he was battling a foot injury that that that, that limited him to what three or four games. So not only was that his first real season, getting himself back in football shape, but he was playing in a system where his head coach slash defensive coordinator refused to create a defensive scheme that is tailor-made for his best attribute as a one-on-one corner. That is where the newness and freshness of Coach D'Amico Ryan's is definitely going to come in because we believe that he's going to get the best version out of Will Anderson. But he's definitely going to get the best version out of Derek Singley Jr. And I also want to throw in Jalen Petrie as well. 
Oh, you oh, missed oh, 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 Christian Harris. So the foundation is there. And John, I like the fact how you talked about building instead of rebuilding. Because if you're rebuilding, you're looking for the pieces. All the pieces are in place. Now it's finally time for you to build. And that's what the Houston Texans are going to do in 2023. And one point that I want to add to that before we move forward, uh, do I think the addition of Domingo Ryans is going to help with Houston missing 90 tackles? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, 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 19 from Petrie. I think that gets cut down. Christian Kersey had 10. I don't know if he sees the field this year as a Texan to even get that amount. Uh, Christian Harris with 10. Like, this team – Missed a lot of tackles last year, and I I think the fundamentals of just breaking down and, and being able to secure a tackle it is one thing we should all look forward to. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Before we close out of today's show, it's Friday. We are going into the weekend. I'm going golfing with my father-in-law, so I'm looking forward to that. But outside of that, I ain't looking forward to doing nothing else hmm. this entire weekend. But... I'm talking to y'all, and I love when we get an opportunity to hear from you guys. So we're going to go on over to the YouTube comments. Um, there's a couple from the – will the Houston Texans have a player who can record double-digit sacks episode? And um, my man – what's my man's name here? Daryl Barlow said that Grenard 12 sacks – Anderson, 10 sacks. Oh, wow. Hughes, Jerry Hughes, <laughs> seven sacks. And he backed it up by saying good coverage from the secondary will aid sack production. Watch. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad at that. And I'll tell you why. That has been a point of emphasis. We've heard D'Amico Ryan talk about that. Like mm-hmm. having your secondary play good enough for your guys up front to be able to get some of those coverage sacks. And then vice versa as well, your front four, front seven being able to cause some disruption to have your secondary come up and make some plays on the ball. But and listen, man, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right? Like, that'd be great for me, honestly, because I would get to cover some good football. So, um, Mr. Barlow, I'm not mad at that. I don't think it's a it, – Then I don't think the Texans are going to have two guys to, 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 to record double-digit sacks. But I think there's a possibility where you have one who reached double-digit sacks, John John Grenard, and then Will Anderson Jr. is go. It's like, like I mentioned in that episode. It's it's going to be similar, or I could see a scenario where it's similar to Nick Bosa rookie season, I believe in 2018, 2019, where he was a rookie. He finished off his rookie campaign with, with eight or nine sacks, but I forgot who the veteran defensive tackle was or defensive end, and he led the team with 10 or was 11. Armstead? Yeah, Armstead. Or Armstead. Alder like, Smith wasn't there no more. No, no, it was Armstead. Armstead led the team in sacks with like 10 or 11. I can definitely see a scenario like that happening. Um, but but the one thing that I keep going back to, Jimmy Ward, who played two seasons <clears throat> at San Fran with Coach D'Amico Ryan's as the defensive coordinator, he said his scheme makes it a lot easier for the secondary because he puts so much pressure on the defensive front. However, his defensive scheme is orchestrated to get the best version of the defensive front. So it, it, it's it's doable. It's realistic. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my man, <clears throat> my man, Joe Lee, 
this is just funny to me. So shout out to Joe Lee. That Weaver Zaza was backyard boogie. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that's just that's just that's just funny to me. I don't know why that's so well, I know why that's funny to me, but uh yeah, man. Anthony Weaver, he tried, man. Bless his heart, but it just wasn't mm. working out here. Mm. Um mm. let's see. On the podcast, Houston Texans rookie minicamp reveals Will Anderson switching from outside linebacker to DN podcast. Oh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Derek Dynasty. This is the same podcast we talked about the addition of Shaquille Griffin. He said that I think Desmond King's job is the one up for grabs. He's not on mm-hmm. return duty anymore. And they can make TT, Tavier Thomas, the full-time slot corner. Um, You know, I, I, I don't have a response to that, my man, D-Dynasty. Derek Dynasty. But what I will say is, you know, I truly believe that the competition at, you know, when we look at the three and four guys, that's going to be very interesting. I think Steven Nelson is, I think his job is locked in, man. Mm, um, His job is locked in. I just don't know as a starter. But that is a good point. I don't think that I ever thought about the possibility of Desmond King being the odd man out. Because with Shaquille Griffin coming in, it changes up that dynamic that we thought the Houston Texans were going to roll with. Yeah. So it's yeah. – I, I like that. I like that. I can't lie. I, I can see if Griffin comes in and has one of those 2019 – like, well, going into the 2019 season. Well, if he have a season like that, then we, we, well, we had, was, like, 12 pass deflections. He was That's balling better in than Nelson. He had, like, three or four picks. That's uh, better than Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson can take uh, you know to receive it off the game though, so like it depends on preseason and the camp man. Like if, if Griffin comes in and plays good, him playing better is just gonna bump somebody else down for maybe two to three or maybe three to four. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, my man John Scott to end off the show say, "Did you guys go to Kempner High School?" No, sir, I did not go to Kempner High School. I actually, and a few people noticed to watch the show. I actually went to Rawshaw Sterling, baby, uh, 11 mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right there, you know, South Park, Houston, Texas, man. So I tell y'all from Houston for real, that's why I come <laughs> to Texas because I love my city. And uh, no, I did not go to Kempner High School. No, I didn't go to Kempner either, man. The first two years, I went to Westbury. Last two years, I went to George Bush High School. <laughs> man, thank y'all for checking out so today's episode <laughs> of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us. On Twitter at Locked On Texans, take those same two thumbs, scroll over to YouTube and hit the comment. Tell us how you feel, share it with your friends, but don't leave before you subscribe. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Enjoy the weekend.